you ever think about how normal things can overwhelm you? You know, things you took for granted. Like for me, it was buying cough syrup. Yeah, cough syrup. Like I landed and I got a cold and then I went with my friend to Walmart to car. Um, we went to Walmart to buy cough syrup. <laughs> we walk into Walmart, walk into the store and they're like probably like I see. I, I think there were like about 10 or 15 different types of Benilin that were on display there that day. You know, and it's same with Sahar. Like for her, it was milk. Like, of all things, milk. Like, you know, milk is just something that you would, back in your home country, you would just get up, walk into the store, pick up, or in Nigeria, pick a tin and then go home. But then you walk into the store here and you have like different types. It's 3.25%. There's 0.75%. There's 2.5%. There's chocolate flavor lemon flavor all sorts of flavor like it is overwhelming you know and it was interesting to hear that from her because it was something i tend to i overlooked but that's the truth like if you ask me how you doing i'm like i'm fine but yeah there are a ton of things that happen to you as an immigrant who's trying to settle into a new country that like bloody overwhelming and to someone else they're like normal they're like everyday things decisions or calls that they make without thinking twice about it you never feel your immigrant until you go to the supermarket and <laughs> look at all the like milk brands or yogurt brands something very normal <laughs> and you have no idea what you should buy like in back home you go and just grab like you don't even think <laughs> yeah like i remember i was in supermarket and i called my friend like hey <laughs> what <laughs> what do you buy which one <laughs> Like, what is closer to the one like that we had back home? Or which one is more like what? What is it? Like, there are a million types of milk here. <laughs> like, I never felt like I'm immigrant. Like the first time, like truly hit me, it was like in front of the reception in a supermarket. And so, in this episode, we we talk about you know, the feeling of, the feeling of overwhelm, um, the importance of a community, you know, the trade-offs she has to make by moving down here for example like when I asked about parents and the first thing she said was because I don't have the grandparents around to help me with raising the kids you know and those are all the trade-offs she makes an immigrant you know and we talk about her biggest cultural shock I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed talking to her hi everyone welcome back to the newcomers podcast um today I have with me Saha Ramani who's been in Canada for a while um Welcome to the show. How's it going with you today? Hey, Dozy. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me here. I'm good. It's a sunny day in Toronto, so it's nice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's sunny here in Calgary, too, but um, we have this warning of smoke. And so, yeah. I mean, we have all these so wildfires sunny. and stuff. <laughs> you know, I went out yesterday and I could taste the smoke. And I was, someone was saying to me, can you taste the smoke? I'm like, yeah, like. You can feel it in your tongue, um, but it's, it's, I guess it's part of, yeah, yeah, it's part of living in Canada. But let's get straight into this one, why we're here. Um, you've been here for 11 years now, right? Yeah. Yes. And in total, you said 12 years out of Iran. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how does it feel like when you think about where you are right now, when you think about home like what does home mean to you right now is it st- is it still something that is so clear 
or like is home now like here is home here for you um oh that's our question uh well it's been 12 years like i've been there a few years few times not all the last time i was home maybe it was seven years ago so for me home is like now is like a you know, you have a childhood home, you grow up, you loved, you played. And then like when your family moved to new home, like it's like, it's just like some memory that you always love. And like, you sometimes want to go to the neighborhood because it's just like, you've been, you love that neighborhood. But when you go, it's a completely new place. For me, it's like that now. And then like, 11 years like Canada is my home now. <laughs> I have my friends, my family, my kids. Like, I like, like yeah, like it's, it's a home actually at this point. Now, staying on that thing about memories now, do, uh, is there any point or do you ever feel like you look at your kids and you want them to kind of experience some of the things you experienced as a kid back home or you're like oh yeah i'm fine like they enjoy canada. <laughs> uh, no they enjoy canada and i'm happy i'm here the biggest thing i feel like back home i had and my kids don't have is the family like i grew up in a big family lots of cousins my sisters like always spend night in my grandma's home stuff like that uh, and then, like, here, my kids don't have that. Like, my kids cannot go stay in their grandparents' or their auntie's place or playing with cousin. And it's a feeling that I'm sad they're missing. It's just, like, that community, family things. But, well, they have lots of things different here that we don't have at home. <laughs> so it's, it's a trade-off that I decided for them, unfortunately. <laughs> Hopefully they accept that one day. But, yeah. but this is a trade-off. I, I wish I could bring all my family here. You know, just do you ever, how do you ever manage that trade-off? So do you just, like, yes, I know there's the, there's the fact that we wish we could bring family down here, but like we, we can't really do that as much as we want to. I mean, some of them will come, some won't come. But like, how do you balance that out? Like, because I, I deal with that too as a parent who's, living in Canada with two kids who don't who can't see their grandparents all the time, like when we were back in Nigeria. Yeah, um, so well, luckily for us, like, like, online connection is a lot nowadays. <laughs> like, that helps a lot. Like, I think we, I talk with my parents and my in-laws almost, like, once every two days or so, so the kids know them. Like they, they are like they've seen them. Obviously, like they can visit, but the kids know them because they talk a lot. And um, I, I speak my own language at home and insist on doing that. I don't force it on the kids because, like, it's usually backfired. But I see, like, they try. <laughs> I, I read them in my own language. I try to show that they're really young so like they try to show the culture make sure every cultural thing new year like i don't know like any ceremonies we have i make sure we have them like no rules yeah yeah don't know and things like that so they feel it they connect it in terms of family like the feeling of gathering i i feel like i got lucky i have lots of very close friends that since I was a student here, like for 10 years now, like we've been together and then 
like they have kids, they have family now. So, and then we hang out with them. So it's like kind of second family, like, like for us that like feeling like aunties, aunts, like uncles, cousins, like that, give that feeling. But yeah, grandparents are the hardest. <laughs> yeah. Grandparents are entirely different. Thing, right? yeah, yeah. The, the, the love they come with is just, it's irreplaceable. And, you know, and um, you, you, you just keep trying to find how you can bring it back or bring it here with them. But it's just so different. Like, because like, I think back in Nigeria, we're like, we're like, you're all in Iran too. We grew up in really big communities. Like everyone is like, you know, everyone, you have people you can talk to, you know, um, but mm, it's, it's just different. Now let's kind of go back to when you first came to Canada. Let's talk about the first night. How did that first night feel? Well, um, <laughs> like it's so surreal, right? So I try, like I came as a student. So I tried so hard, like I studied hard, I applied for so many different locations I wanted to. So when I was like, it was some sort of, oh, like I'm here finally, like I, I, I'm starting this new step of my life. And then in the same time, it's like, oh, I'm here. Like I don't have my parents with me anymore. Like I live with my parents all my life before I move. So I don't have, like, I, I have to think about every single part of my life, including money management now. So it was, I don't think I slept, right? I don't, but I was in friend's house, like, most of us went come the first night on. And then I think I was just, like, thinking about everything. What should I do next? Like, what should I go? Like, where should I shop? What should I, like... Like what bank, what's like, I have to do lots of like university sign off and then like social insurance number and things like that. So like I barely even sleep, but like it's just like combination of excitement and like fear of future, I would say. You know, that feeling that everything is good, but everything's bad in the same time. Like, I felt like that all night. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's one thing a lot of immigrants face is a feeling that you i mean you, you you put it you put it so well like that feeling that oh everything is really good looking good but at the same time <laughs> everything looks bad <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's like i've not seen someone put this thing really the way you put it because I, I struggled with it too sometimes you're like yeah things are good but i don't feel i don't feel like i see <laughs> Like just like there's some existential problem in front that you haven't yet experienced yet, and like you're waiting for it to come and meet you. And so then, how was it? You know, going seeing all the things you mentioned, like oh, you know, the fact that you are just going to live on your own, the fact that you had to manage money by yourself. It was your first time living outside. How was it settling in in as a student? Like, what was it like? How did you deal with all the different things that come with new life, new country? I was young, like I was like twenty something, not not lots of worry in my like life. The other thing is, I get the seeing a community of international students that we are like support group. Like you you should find some support group. Like doesn't matter like as a student or as any group you come, you should have a support group. Otherwise, you cannot survive alone. Like let's and then like I find a support group like in like group of international students either like been here for a few years or new like me 
and we start bonding over like our new entrants in the company and sharing tips like which bank helps you, like which bank gives you better offer, like which cell phone. Like, I remember the, uh, the first cell phone I bought, like I paid so much money for it because I didn't know like I have to negotiate or like look at that. And then, like I like I went talk to my friends like and they pay half of my price. I was like, how's it doing? <laughs> But like the biggest thing for me, like I always say, like you don't, you never fill your immigrant until you go to the supermarket and <laughs> look at all the like milk brands or yogurt brands, something very normal. <laughs> and you have no idea what you should buy. Like in back home, you go and just grab, like you don't even think. But yeah, like I remember I was in supermarket and I called my friend like, hey, <laughs> What like, what do you buy? Which one? <laughs> like what is closer to the one like back, we had back home, or which one is more like what what is it? Like there are a million types of milk here. <laughs> like I never felt like I'm immigrant. Like the first time like truly hit me, it was like in front of the reception in a supermarket. <laughs> that I was like, wow, like what should I buy? <laughs> And I feel everybody has that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the first time I walked into the, I think it was the Walmart. I walked into the Walmart. I wanted to bike. So we just came. I landed in the middle of winter. And so I had it. I got a cold. Like my body, I think, I feel like my body went into shock instantly because it just didn't understand. I flew from a tropical country where the weather was. 28 degrees centigrade or 20, it was actually 30 when we left. And then I landed in Canada and it was minus 12 that night. And so my friend says, let's go buy, because I said coffee. And so let's go buy coffee syrup. And I walk into the pharmacy section in Walmart. And I'm like, where is the coffee syrup? He's like, all of this. I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> where is, ben- just give me Benilin. I want Benilin. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, they had Benilin. I was like, I, I don't, I don't, I, I just, just give me Berlin. Give me, just take me, I'll take any Berlin I see and go home. I picked the first Berlin bottle I saw and went home. It was the wrong one. It wasn't going to do anything for me, but that's how confused I was. Because I was like, you know what? Just pick the first one and get the hell out of here. Yeah, that overwhelming <laughs> feeling that you enter a supermarket and you have no idea. And it's such a normal thing in your, in your day-to-day life. Yeah? yeah. And that's why it's so overwhelming because like, it's just such a normal thing you never think and then you go inside the supermarket and say, what is it? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like like that is. I didn't know that. Just staying on that topic, I didn't know the things that overwhelmed you like that. Aside from just the supermarket, because I feel like there are a lot of instances that really hit us that hard. We just don't think about them. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel, I feel like the things are actually very normal. Like in your life, you never think, and then like you have to learn everything, like how to take a taxi, how to take like every every day that. I think you would learn from your family or by observing, like, spending 20, 30 years in your own home country. And you arrive and you're like, okay, what is it? (laughs) Like, how do I find, like, like, I don't know, taxi, like, things like that. And then at that point, it wasn't like, uh, I know I'm going to feel sound old, but, like, cell phones, (laughs) it wasn't so common. It was common, but it wasn't, like, like we were in 3G, it wasn't so like 
common it's it's becoming like more and more like daily stuff so it's like it wasn't like oh i have to search or like people like social media was not that much coming on your hand i would say so it was yeah those like now i feel like people hear about different country way more or get more time to spend like see daily life using like instagram stuff like that that time it wasn't that common to you see daily life in canada how it looks like you go in like blindly and try to figure out how for yourself as soon as we had internet i'm sure like 10 years before me like in 2000 ish when people come in it was much much harder it's like different situation yeah like um i would say that uh, like when you travel in new country there are a few things you experience like how to navigate in the city how to and I had the experience on those, like, find a good restaurant, navigating in the city, like, find it. Like, that's why supermarket was such a big deal for myself, because, like, usually when you go travel, you barely go to supermarket, like, shopping, right? So I never had that experience, like, for daily life, like, shopping. That's why I think it was so big. Like, and, like, I, like it's, it's become one of my core memory. I, like, the feeling I stand in front of, like, the milk section. I was like, what is it? You, you know, you, you, know you, you touch on something really, really, really important when you talk about how much the world has changed. Because I just think about myself. I moved to Canada technically almost three years ago. But then, there's Google Maps. So I didn't have to bother about finding my way around. I just put it in the map and I find my way around. I'm just in my, I'm just going to, I'm going to go back to your, your, when you moved, did we have, did you have maps then? We had, we had, it's not, it was a starting, like I remember 2010, 11, like at least like for somebody from Iran, like I'm not saying, it was starting to like, People like people were cool, like looking at the techy, more techy people using that. Like it was, it was a start of like becoming everyday thing. It wasn't a still like, like as you said, like you just never think at this point. You're like you just go to Google. I had to think, oh, like I can use Google. <laughs> you know, like it's. I think it was at that area. Like again. It was 3G, like, never, people never forget, like, we did slow, very slow, yeah, like, well, at that time, it was the fastest thing ever, but now, like, we use 5G, like, LTE. So it was, like, the phones were slower as well. But, yeah, like, I think um, it was, like, more than anything, the technology was there. It was not part of, at least, my day-to-day, I'm going to use it. It become like maybe maybe when I joined Canada 2012 2013 become like part of my everyday I would say before that it wasn't that, like that. Okay. Um, I know we've talked a bit about this in a way somehow, but what was your biggest cultural shock when you moved? Beside the meal, the number. Yeah, beside, that's like beside the meal part. That's why I said we talked about it a bit. Um. It was something that like I still like, like a struggle, like up to like maybe three years ago or so. Um, when you return something, it's so like here, yeah, like it's so acceptable. You can't return. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like back home we don't return when we shop, right? And it's the first like I, I told you about the phone plan that was so awful. Like I wanted to go and negotiate and like change it. And the amount of like, oh can I do that? Can I do it? Like is it okay? Do they accept that? <laughs> it's just like I remember it's just like our like constantly think about it and I was like okay I'm going whatever like my friends who spent it like who've been here for a few years says it's okay like I'm going I'm going to do that I like and it continued like the first time I'm going to return something that I wore and I felt oh it's not good and like I, I think I removed the mark and I was like so stressed go to cash in and say like I'm returning <laughs> it's like I do it like I return my exchange near more often, but every time, I think maybe up to three years ago or four years ago, I would feel the same, like, can I do that? Like, or they are going to say, no, like, you think? Like, it's one, like, it's just one stupid example of how the culture of <clears throat> communicating is different. Like, when you communicate with people, like, like, yeah, like the way the message conveys, like it's like way different, and it's for me it's very shocking that to see, especially when you're a customer. <laughs> so, um, like the it's a customer centric country, like they try to help you any way they can. Um, <laughs> but like returning is was one of my big things to see. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I think also I mean. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not staying here as long as you have, but yeah, like that that return thing does hit you like like oh shit, you can return anything like you can <laughs> return it's anything. Really <laughs> <laughs> so you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> like I still remember one really interesting story. With I think we just two weeks um two months like about two months in um I went to Costco to buy stuff and I bought I bought um. They had this roasted chicken stuff, full chicken. So I bought it. And then while I was, while I was, I had left the store. And I somehow forgot when I was moving everything into the trunk of the car, I forgot to put the chicken in the trunk of the car. <laughs> and so I pushed it cart in and I drove home. <laughs> this happened in the morning. And I get home. And my wife is like, where's the chicken that is in this? I'm like, I bought the chicken. I put it in the car. I put it in the cart. I don't remember putting it in the car. And then I finally recall that, yeah, maybe I should go back. Maybe I forgot it in the car park. So I drive down to Costco, like 5.30 in the evening. And I say, hey, I bought stuff here. I, le- I think I left it in the car. Did anyone see it? They're like, oh, yeah, we did. But you know what? We're going to give you a new one. I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> I'm like, well, why are you going to give me a new one? They're like, no, no, no. It's not. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, I could get that one. Like, yeah, back home, like, back home never yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah, like, I, it, was, it was back home. I would forget about it. I'd just be like, oh, yeah, that, it's gone. Like, just forget about yeah, it. I'm exactly. just like, you know, let's just drive and ask them. And we get there. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Just that you can't, you can't I'm like, yeah, countries are so different and cultures are so different. I think yeah. that's a lot of those small, small things just kind of hit you. Now, let's talk about parenting. <laughs> <laughs> First off, like, how do you, what's your biggest challenge with parenting here? 
versus if you are back home in Iran. No, not having grandparents around. <laughs> that's the biggest challenge. Yeah, that support is key. Yeah, it is. Like they say there's a it needs a village to raise a kid. And yeah. it does, yeah. right? Like um yeah, like I have a like I, I got I, I feel myself I'm a lucky person. I have lots of friends like we started from university together and like we are together ten years or so and they support me a lot. Like my especially for my first kid, like uh, he was born a month early. Oh, okay. And then like uh, because I was like naive like I would say at that point. <laughs> I never, like, I didn't prepare way in advance. I, I was thinking two weeks in advance, three weeks in advance. I was on waiting one month in advance. And then when I went to hospital, because I had to, and my husband and I was in hospital, we were stressed. My parents were not here yet because, like, nobody was expecting that early. And then, like, all my friends, I remember, I called them. Hey, baby is coming, and I don't have clothes. I don't have, <laughs> and then like at that point we were moving in a new house as well. Like we, we got a new place and we were moving there, so everything was packed. So I cannot go tell them, hey, by the way, go home, pick up this. <laughs> that was out of option. So I have to call my friends, go buy for somebody. <laughs> like I got some support. Like I'm like I'm forever thankful for my friends they come they cook for us they like clean the house for us they help but um the fact that my parents or like my in-laws are not here and that like i can leave them leave the kids with them at night and go somewhere else like that that trust that knowing that okay my mom my friends do that willingly but i don't want to tire them you know but my mom like lovingly willing for the does that <laughs> and like wants to do that as well that feeling it, it's missing like whenever they come here especially when they stay like visiting us and they're here i was like oh thank god like you take it 6 a.m they wake up here you are like i'm living <laughs> i'm back to bed <laughs> like yeah like joke aside that support is very important and i never feel it like until i have a kid that's how, how important that having grandparents and sisters or somebody you trust so much and know like they don't get tired or like things like that. They do everything for you and kids are really important. Yeah. 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 And second thing is culture, man, like, like growing bilingual kids. Keeping telling them they how the culture is from distance, like showing the best part of the culture, trying to keep the best part of the culture, like show them, get them excited. Like Christmas here is so exciting, right? We never celebrate Christmas back home. We have no rules. And I have to keep no rules that excited, like at home. <laughs> like whereas Christmas is everywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that. <clears throat> That's that's challenging, and I see by the kids like growing up and understand more. That is more and more going to be challenging to pass that information, that culture, that feeling. Something you mentioned, I really want to talk about. How do you, how do you balance between? I'm asking for myself too. How do you balance between 
keeping uh, keeping the good parts of the culture with keeping with and keeping out the other parts of your culture that are not exactly great. It's almost like because your child is, I feel like our kids are in the mix, are in the middle. They are Canadians and they're from another country. So it's almost like you want to take, you're mixing, you're fusing two cultures together. So how do you do that? Like, how, how are you able to do that? So the fun part is because we are not, like, usually the part that any of the culture is not around, it comes from the, like, that not great, it comes from the community, right? It's come from, like, because we don't have that community that that many people around ourselves so we can control like what type of information at least now like again like my kids are like four and one they're very very young the one one like it's nothing like the four start realizing the difference like in language in culture and stuff so like it's me and my husband like we decide what we want to teach them like what we want to pass the information show them and we try to pass the curated information at some point like yeah they have to learn about like other side of the culture as well but like they're they're young they, they're good to know like until they read the news they know like, like, yeah. i can keep that from them for when they are reading the news and then when the news comes and they realize, I tell them why, that's why. Like, I, I still love my country because of this, but I moved because of these things you see in the news. Uh, but yeah, like, it's, it is hard. Like, you have kids. It is, it is not an easy job. Yeah, like, it's easy to strong. grow two, two Canadians. But, <laughs> like, for me, like, they are Iranian Canadian. They have to know their culture as well. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many beautiful things exist in that yep. culture. And I want to for them to understand that part of that beauty. They have that beauty in their life, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That's that's very important. I, I totally agree. It's, it's, it's people often just usually just throw. There's, there's a, I think it's a Nigerian proverb, something about throwing the baby out to the bathwater. I mean, I heard it back home in Nigeria. So it just simply says that we we can hate something, but we there's always something good about something. And so you don't just throw everything away. Like there are parts that you you want to keep within the family, you know. And now that we are talking a bit about fusing cultures, like have you ever regretted being here? Like, or have you ever said, you know what? I'm tired of trying to be Canadian and Iran, Iran, Iranian at the same time. Have you ever regretted just being doing this, moving? Um, no, not to regret, regret, but there were a few times I was very sad I'm not in Iran. Like, um, once, I, like, it's all back to family again. Like, when my cousin got married like he was in the same age as me he's in the same age as me we grew up together like we were best friend like and then his wedding day it was hard for me it was really really hard not being there for his big day like and i think there was something happened that i couldn't travel so that that was very hard for me i was like i'm missing and then i think it's like one of the hardest day in my life was when my grandma passed away. I was a student, it was in the middle of the exams, like I couldn't go back. And I didn't have 
anything. Like, I just like, there's me in a room alone and have nobody. Like, my, like, by the time my friends come, like, like, reach out to me. But those two, those, those days, like, I had, again, like, sad days and stuff, but those two were, like, very first, like, the very happy things in my family and very sad things in my family happened. And I was like, I have to be home. Like, I have to be next to my mom. I have to be next to my dad. Um, yeah, those two, I think, the biggest one. Then, like, after that, anything happened, like, when my aunt passed. Like, I have a, I have experienced how to deal with it, how to learn. But the first time it happened, man, it's like, <laughs> it sucks. I can imagine. Yeah. Besides that, no, like, I'm, like, I love Canada. Like, I I came with my, it didn't come at the same time, but I, my boyfriend at the time and my husband now. So we decided together we want to go and we built our life together like there. So, um, yeah, like overall, overall it's positive. I never think I'll, like, I should, I had to go back. I see my kids here, my life, like I could build here versus what I could done in home. I think overall positive, but yeah, there are days that you feel I have to be home right now. <laughs> now it's easier. Now I'm working, I'm not a student. I can just jump on the plane. Like I might, it's expensive, but if something happened, I'm forced to jump on the plane and go. Right? But when, I, when you're a student, when you don't have money, like, that's like, that would make it really, really hard. Or like when you have an exam, you cannot go, right? You sit there and like, this is, this is being immigrant means. I get you. Let's not let's not get too yeah, emotional. Let's not get too emotional. I think I just have one last question for you, yeah. which is um if you were to go back in time, like what's the one thing you would do differently? Go back in time with your move. Hmm. Like to be easier for immigration or yeah, just I mean, and just I, it's your your call. Like, what's the one thing you do differently with this your immigration journey? I take it easier on myself. <laughs> oh, I would say, like I like I understand. Like, I tell myself this is everybody goes through that. This is a new country. You shouldn't now feel, oh, you're local or you have to know everything. And like anytime you don't know anything, like you have to study hard. Like this is how it is. Like, I would take it easier to myself on adopting a new culture, on learning new things here. Because it's hard. It's like and now I see everybody go through the same thing. Like everybody gets culture shock, everybody is like it's hard for everyone. And I have to accept this is a path I have to take rather than trying harder and harder uh, to like to feel here is home. Like it's, it comes with experience rather than like in one night or two night or a year. Like I tell that's, myself, that's really good advice. Yeah, give it time, blink it, and you will like you feel oh here is home rather than back home. Right. <laughs> It become muscle memory. <laughs> That's really good advice. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Sahara, and thank you for being so honest and transparent with everything you've gone through so far. 
thanks thanks for having me awesome awesome thank you so much for listening to this episode please as usual like if you can share um you know share with friends who are immigrants or anyone who's looking to understand immigrants and please subscribe on substack so that you know when we release a new episode peace out